What is up, everybody? We are back with our podcast. We're coming off of a very interesting and cool win. It was a late game last night against the Trailblazers. We beat them 109 to 107. It was a nail biter at the end. My heart was beating. Anthony Edwards also dropped 40 points. We'll be talking about all of that. Some Robert Covington rumors to the Timberwolves potentially, and some other types of news. So let's get into this podcast. From the get-go last night, I mean, we just seemed like an awkward team out there. I thought we just seemed really out of sync on offense, and I don't know if it was just bad lineups were being put out on the floor defensively. Maybe we were just putting out just terrible... I mean, we just weren't playing good defense, but I mean, we just seemed out of sync on both ends. A lot of open players to the Blazers. Definitely not a good defensive performance for most of the game from the Wolves. And I didn't... I think there's been games where we've had like lapses of trying, like not really trying, but giving it our all. Um, and I feel like we could have done a lot more on the defensive end in that first half, maybe the first three quarters of that game. Because in the, the fourth quarter, and actually in the late third quarter too, and we you know got the lead, everything just started to go our way, and it really started with the defense. The defense turned to the offense. And, I mean, there's some other factors that we'll talk about later with Cat, but... Our defense finally kicked in at the end. I think we're super capable of being a good defensive team every single game. Um, there was a really bad stretch where I would I didn't fully blame them on the players because Finch just put out a really awkward lineup. I think it was D'Lo, Beasley, Prince, Nas, and uh, somebody else. But the, the defense was just horrible, and none of those guys were like great defenders. So, of course, it was going to get exposed. Um, so he's got to put up better defensive lineups than that. Um, but I think he will. You know, Patrick Beverly not being available hurt us for sure. I think once he comes back, and I'm hoping he does because we got a big game on national TV against the Golden State Warriors, TNT. It'll be our biggest national TV game of the year, or our third of the year, too, um, against the Warriors on TNT. So having him will be pretty big there. But we took down the Dame, Damian Lerless, Trailblazers. That's obviously worth mentioning. They, they were missing their best player. Um... But it was it was a really good game at the end. Got my you know heart pumping. I think it. I think something that we could have done better is just with Carthay Towns. We didn't use him as much. Carthay Towns, by the way, he was doing everything else. Like when we were giving him the ball on offense, he was doing everything else he could. I think he pulled on a season high rebounds with seventeen. He had four block shots. He was defending the paint really well, and he was a phenomenal playmaker. Don't even look at what the stat sheet says. I think they have him down for two assists. I'm not saying they should have credited him for more, but it's the players on our team that should have got him more. He only had two assists. He really should have had like six or seven. Um, I mean, for example, he was... I, I can't remember if he's getting double or not, but he had Nurkic on him, and he had this really nice, uh, you know, not really a sidearm pass, but it was like a little heave pass under the basket to Malik Beasley, who had a nice cut, and then Malik Beasley misses the layup. He was finding so many people open on phenomenal reads and phenomenal passes. Some of the best passes I've seen Cat ever make. And we were just missing wide open shots from him. Um, he really just did everything. I and, and then when we needed him to score, he definitely came through. I, I really dislike him only taking seven shots. He was four of seven. He was three of four from three. So it, it just confuses me to why he only took four threes. Because he made three of them. And... I mean, the Blazers were playing a zone defense on us most of the game, so he definitely could have gotten more up. Um, I'm hoping Finch can learn off of that and just, you know, know to get him the ball more. 
And this wasn't even really when Anthony Edwards was going off. Like, I understand why Cat wasn't getting the ball as much when Anthony Edwards was going crazy because nobody's stopping Anthony Edwards when he's going crazy. And it's not like Cat was, like, you know, making every single shot he was taking. I mean, he was almost making every shot, but he definitely wasn't making every shot. But once, you know, he was given more of the keys to shoot on offense, we came back, and then we were up by two at the end of their quarter, and that was because of Carl Anthony Towns. If, you know, we didn't ever do that to him, and we maybe, you know, put him on the bench for Nas Reed, we, we wouldn't have won the game. By the way, Nas Reed, did, he had a really bad game. I thought it was one of the worst games I've seen from Nas Reed in a while. Three points in ten minutes, one of four shooting, um, five fouls also. There was a span in the fourth quarter where Nurkic drew three fouls on him in two minutes that like that stuff just can never be happening um he definitely is a better player than that and i think we'll see better games from him obviously soon here but that was a really really bad game by Nas reed that's why we needed a cat to be on the floor as much as he was you know he played 37 minutes probably would have preferred him to play a little more even but i mean it's just hard to do that all right now i gotta talk about anthony edwards we are all so lucky as timberwolves fans that we get to watch the, this guy's career play out. I mean, he is straight up a generational talent. There's no debate anymore. He's such a phenomenal player last night. He had his fourth 40-point game of his career. He also had nine rebounds, three steals, three blocks. And it's not like he you know, took like 40 shots and made you know 15 of them. He took 27 shots, which is a lot. I mean, you, do, you need to take a lot of shots to score 40 points. But he shot efficiently, 51% from the field and 38% from three. That's higher than both of his average numbers. And both those numbers are very good in NBA standards, especially for a point guard and, you know, this level of difficulty. Um, I mean, he did, I mean, he made, he missed four through free throws. He was 7-11 from the line. Very. I was very happy to see him get to the line as much as he did. I think, I wouldn't, I mean, I, I wouldn't expect him to get to the line that much a game, but I think this is closer to the amount of calls he deserves a game. I think, because he's averaging like 3.6 free throw attempts per game, I think he should be getting more like 7 or 8. So 11 was pretty close to it. He did miss two pretty clutch free throws. Um, but other than that, I mean, he was phenomenal. He's 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 literally unguardable when he's going crazy. I mean, just the level of difficulty his shots have is unreal. You know, his ability to come off screens and, you know, and shoot really well off the catch and shoot, create his own shot off an isolation move. Like... He's a generational talent. He will lead the NBA in scoring someday. There's no doubt. And I think he will win an MVP at some point in his career. I don't know when. Um, Anthony Edwards, in his post game said next year he wants to win an MVP. Which, yeah, it's probably not going to happen. But it's a very good good standard to have. And I mean, John Morant, he's in year three, and he's having you know a top five, top six MVP type season right now for the Grizzlies. So, I mean, it's not an impossible jump. But I think Edwards is more gifted than John Morant is. So, I mean, it's not impossible, but it's not, you know, not very likely. Um, but Anthony Edwards, he's, whew, this guy's awesome. He's very awesome. Only had one turnover last night also. That was something I like to see. And he was a plus 14 on the box, plus minus. But a big thing that stands out to me last night also was that he did this on, I mean, I guess you could say maybe one of his enemies. If you guys don't know, CJ McCollum. Um, this was a year ago he said this. Uh, just some context and backstory behind this. Anthony Edwards was talking about Damian Lillard, who is the Trailblazers' best player, and he was out for this game. He was saying that he's a better rapper than he is, which is, I mean, it's, it's obviously not related to basketball. 
Um, but I think that's what he said. It was something along those lines um, that he's a better rapper than Damian Lillard. And then CJ McCollum, in response, said he better work on that jumper. You can't run in the West, which is really funny because he just dropped 40 points on CJ McCollum. And he defended CJ very well. Um, Anthony Edwards also talking post-game how he was matching his minutes with him. Edwards played 38 minutes. McCollum played 38 minutes. McCollum, who is a 20-point-per-game scorer, scored 15 on Ant on 5 of 15 shooting, which is really bad. McCollum, he did make a very clutch 3 at the end, which I don't think Ant was on him for. That was a big... Oh, D'Lo, he missed that late clutch free throw. Man, you don't really see him do that, but then he came back, and I mean, I'll talk about it later, but he got the game-winning basket. Um, but yeah, CJ McCollum had a bad night on Anthony Edwards, and Anthony Edwards, is he's, he's, he's better than CJ McCollum. I don't think people can really claim that CJ McCollum is a much better player at all. I don't think he's a better player. I think Anthony Edwards is a better player than McCollum. I think if you were starting a team and like to win a championship like this season not for the future but just this year who would you rather take i think literally everybody would be taking anthony edwards um i just think he's a better overall player i think the defense with him is better too um but it was awesome that he could you know drop 40 points i mean and the trailblazers are in our division too so i mean in the nba divisions aren't really talked about that much you know like in in football if you win a division title it's a lot bigger than winning a division title in basketball. And same thing for baseball. If you win a division title in baseball, you're automatically making the playoffs, and the baseball playoffs are really tight. There's not many teams that make it. I think there's like 10 teams every year that make the wild card included playoffs. You don't include the wild card. It's only eight teams. Um, but for the NBA, it's 16 teams, so it's a definitely more expanded playoffs. It's the most expanded playoffs in all sports. I mean, NHL also is eight, uh, 16 um, but those two are up there. But, I mean, just... I guess the divisional thing doesn't matter too much other than the fact that we play the Trailblazers a lot. Um, but it was very nice that he could do that on CJ McCollum. And, I mean, Anthony Edwards is a generational talent. He is going to be one of the best players in the league someday. Um, he's going to be our best player probably at some point in the next year, two, three years maybe. I don't... Like, I've heard, I've heard some people say that they think Ant's our best player right now. Um, that's a very small portion. I'd, I'd say like 90% of people at least still think Cat's the best player. And I and Cat's the best player still. Um, but there will be a point where Anthony Edwards takes over. And I guess it's just a time. I, I, I guess we just got to wait to see when that is. Because it could be, you know, in the very near future. There's always some bright spots of the defense every game. And usually that bright spot is Jared Vanderbilt. And yet again, I mean, he was the bright spot last game on defense. I mean, talk about his overall numbers. He had 13 points, 13 rebounds, 6 assists. Whew, 6 assists for Jared Vanderbilt. Wow. 2 steals and a block, but he had some very clutch defensive plays. One that led to an Anthony Edwards dunk with like 2 minutes left to put us up like 6, I think it was. Um, but like he just he really helps us seal the deal every single game with how talented he is at just doing what he does. I mean, I th you can probably point out many massive things that you ideally want players to be good at, like shooting, dribbling. I mean, he's not very good at those things, but he's just so good at all the hustle plays. He's a phenomenal defender. I mean, it just speaks volume to his versatility. Um, I, I think it's when Nurkic subbed out. He was guarding Nurkic 
for a little bit, who is the Trailblazer center. And Nurkic is a really big dude, by the way. He's very big. He's probably 6'10", 6'11", 260 pounds. Um, so a lot bigger than Vanderbilt, multiple inches taller and like, I don't know, 40 pounds, maybe not like 30, 30 something pounds heavier than him. He was guarding him and then Nurkic got into foul trouble. So he subbed out and then he comes in and guards Anfrey Simons, who is the Trailblazers guard. He's such a versatile defender. You can put him on whoever you want. It can be the R team's big man. Sometimes it can be the R team's best guard, the best forward. Like it's such a luxury to have a guy like him. He should be making an all NBA defensive team. And if he doesn't, then we riot. <laughs> um, but he, he has to. He's such a valuable player. And we got him for two more full years after this. But yeah, he is a phenomenal talent. And he's going to help us you know, go places in the future, that's for sure. DeAndre Russell had a nice game. He had 22 points, 4 assists, 2 rebounds. Um, I mean, the efficiency numbers weren't completely there. And... I mean, I'm not going to say he had a bad playmaking night at all. I mean, he only had four He had four turnovers, four assists. He, he definitely could have had a lot more assists if we were making our shots. Like, we were just not shooting well at all. Last night, 32% from three, 43% from the field. Could have been a lot better. Um, but D'Angelo Russell, the main thing I want to highlight overall is that clutch basket. It, I mean, he would have made it. It was a goaltend, if you guys didn't see it. Um, so basically, there's 10 seconds left. Apparently, the, the, the play was... Supposed to be dialed up for Cat. That's what Ant said post game, like right away in the Valley Sports North. He said that that play was supposed to be dialed dialed up for Cat. And I remember before it happened, I was like, "Who the heck do we go to here? We have so many options." Carlton Towns for one. It's I mean it was a it was a tie game, so we could easily have taken a two, which we did to win the game. Um, and Cat was like three or four from three, so it made sense to you know use him, or you could use Anthony Edwards, the guy who has forty points. Or you could use DeAndre Russell, who's like one of the most clutch players in the league. We wanted to go with Cat, but Cat was getting denied apparently, so they went with D'Lo. Uh, like they just improvised while it was happening. And with a few seconds left on the clock, he throws up the paint shot when he was driving. He beat Anfried Simmons to the basket, and Simmons blocked the ball after it hit the backboard. So it was an easy goaltend. I mean, I don't know what the heck the dude was complaining about. He he had to have known it was a goal, goal 10 at the moment. It was so easy to tell that it was a goal 10. They reviewed it, and obviously it was like a 10-second review. They saw, oh, it hit backboard already, so yeah, it's easily a goal 10. So the Wolves got two points, and if he wouldn't have blocked that, that would have been an easy layup for deal either way. So there wasn't much Simons could do except for, you know, try to play better defense because he just got blown by on that last play. But D'Lo continues. I mean... That's some offensive versatility right there. If you can beat a guy to the basket and also hit a clutch shot from three, like at any point, um, I think that's that's how many. I wonder how many clutch shots he's hit this year. He hit one against the Pelicans. He hit tons against the Sixers. And by, and by clutch, I mean with like a few seconds left, at least, and he hits it. And there was this game, and there's probably another one. Like he's just such a reliable option late, and I mean just. It's, it's a good problem to have when you don't actually know who the heck to give the ball to when you're when the game's tied with a few seconds left. Um, it's a good problem to have, and it's definitely a problem that this the team in the past did not really have, but the team right now is having, which is good. The Timberwolves bench needs to step up more, especially in these upcoming games against teams like the Warriors and the Suns. They had a pretty bad performance. I mean, Jalen Noel held his weight, I felt like, just fine. 
he was dishing the ball out well. I mean, he had eight points, but he wasn't putting up a ton of shots. It was, he had eight, and then Beasley had three, and Nasri had three. Nobody else scored off the bench. Uh, we actually ran only a nine-man rotation last night. I think that's what we've been doing without Beverly, except for we used a Kogi, I remember, in a different game. It was against the Hawks, yeah. Um, that was more of a, eh, I guess it was like 10-11-man. But the bench has to step up. Um, talk about a potential trade the Wolves could be having coming up soon with a player from the Portland Trailblazers um, in a few weeks, maybe. would be nice before the trade line in a few minutes here. Um, but the bench needs to step up. I think Noel's going to carry his weight every night, but I'm still looking for you know, all the stuff out of Malik Beasley. I don't think Nas Reed will play this bad every game. There's no way. He's always much better than this. Um, I think that's just a really bad game from Nas. I expect a lot more next game from him against the Warriors uh, on national TV. Um, but yeah, it was it was a pretty poor bench performance. And that really just, I mean, you never see Jared Vanderbilt play 35 minutes. And he had to play 35 minutes because of how bad the bench was. So yeah, we're hoping that doesn't happen again. And I mean, if, if this team's, if our team's bench can play consistently well, there's no way we fall out of the playoffs. There's no way. I think that's the difference. Because I know our starters are bringing it every single night. Maybe some dudes have off nights because that always happens. But there's always going to be one starter that brings it every night, I feel like. Um, but somebody off the bench, you know, it's going to probably be Noel, but we need multiple guys playing their roles. So we are still at the seventh seed right now. We are half a game above the Lakers. And we do have a tough schedule coming up. We have the Warriors, Suns, and Jazz. The Jazz game being the only one at home. Um, this Warriors game is on TNT National TV. It's a very big game. Super excited for it overall. But then after these stretch of games, I mean, we play the Nuggets on February 1st. We have a much easier schedule coming out after that. We play the Pistons twice, who I believe are the worst record team in the league. Oh, no, they're the second worst. They're just a little better than the Magic. We play them twice. Then we play the Kings, who are like the the sixth worst at 18 and 31. We play them twice. Then we play the Bulls, who are tougher, but they've been playing really bad as of late. Then we play the Bad Pacers. So it's like we got an easier schedule coming up. Uh, we play... So from February 3rd through February 13th, we have six games, and five of those games are against bottom six teams in the NBA. So... Yeah, that should be nice. And we also have the All-Star break coming up in about three and a half weeks. So that's something to keep in mind. The All-Stars have not been announced yet. I don't know when they're going to be announced. Um, I believe Anthony, like, he's going to he's gonna be the number one or number two sophomore chosen for the Rising Stars camp. Yes, I know what that is. Every year, I believe it's like eight rookies and eight sophomore players, which is year two players, get selected to play in a game. Obviously, Anthony Edwards is going to make it. Um, maybe Jaden McDaniels. Actually, no, it's 12 of each. It's 12 rookies, 12 sophomore players. Maybe Jaden can make it also. We'll see. I think that's going to be harder to do, though. We we don't have any rookies that will make it. Definitely not Bomaro. Definitely not McKinley Wright. Those guys will not make it. Um, but I could definitely see Jaden maybe making it as a sophomore player and e easily Anthony Edwards. You don't have to worry about that. Um, I just hope he accepts the invite because I want to see him play in that game. But we'll see when the All-Stars come out. But I'll talk about... Robert Covington. So, some rumors came out today that Robert Covington has been drawing interest from multiple teams in the trade market, including the Minnesota Timberwolves, per Micah Michael Oscato, 
who's a, I think he's a Trailblazers reporter, maybe just an NBA dude. I'm, uh, I've, I've seen his stuff before, but I can't remember. Um, but I would love Robert Covington back, and I don't think it costs a lot for him at all. I think Prince and two second round picks can do it. And I've seen mixed opinions from that trade package. I think even one second round pick in Prince could do it, but I'm fine with giving up two. Some people are kind of disagreeing with me at that, and I don't know why. Like we we don't need second round picks. We already and the crazy thing is right now we have three second round picks this next draft. Um, we don't have a ton of open roster spots open after this offseason. We have a few, but I mean we have a first round pick that we'll use, and I don't like the idea of keeping four rookies. And there's just no way the Timberwolves do that. It wouldn't make any sense for us to keep four rookies. There's no way we do that, uh, especially when we're trying to get older and better. We're going to fill roster spots off with free agents in the offseason. And at most, we take two rookies. So either we can... Because because on draft night, if we actually have all these picks, we don't we don't trade any of them, specifically the second rounders. If we don't trade them, there's no way we keep those players and sign those players. It's just basically going to be a wasted pick. Like we'll draft somebody like number 50 in the second round, and we won't even sign them. So I'd rather get value out of them right now then wait to the draft and do nothing with them because there's simply no way we keep four rookies it wouldn't make any sense um but this potential lineup i made up if we do get robert covington we trade torian prince um and by the way i'm trading torian prince because his contract matches robert covington's roco's getting paid 12 million this year and torian's getting paid 15 million so that's i mean i had to match the contracts because of some people are suggesting a Kogi for him. There's just no way that would work because then the Wolves would be $8 million over the luxury cap. And, I mean, we're, we don't even want to pay a $1 million of luxury cap, so there's no way we want to play eight of that. But the lineup, the starting lineup will still be the same. I do not think Rocco is better than Vanderbilt. I don't think he would get into that starting lineup. I think it would stay the same. Beverly, Russell, Edwards, Vanderbilt, Towns. But in the bench... I think it would be Noel, Beasley, McDaniels, Covington, and Reed. That is a deep lineup. I love it. I that that's that's just a phenomenal lineup. He adds defense. He adds size. I I just I have no complaints with that lineup. If we make this trade, I would be stoked. Um, I mean, not only is he he was a former Timberwolf for two seasons and he played well with us, but he's phenomenal friends with Cat. You know, they're, like, almost best friends um, on and off, I mean, off the court. So, I mean, there's a connection there. And he's just a, he's a nice overall talent. He's a good defender, which would help. He adds size. He has been, he, he hasn't been shooting too well from two-point range this year, but he can shoot the three ball. Um, so, I mean, just, it wouldn't make sense not to try to go for him, and we have. Um, we're talking with the Blazers with other teams if we do make a trade for him, I wouldn't expect to go down for a little bit. I also would think Robert Covington would want to leave Portland. They're just playing horrible. You know, they're the 10 seed right now. I mean, I, I guess that's horrible, but they're just playing way below expectations. They haven't battled a year. I mean, they've climbed up from the 13th seed, thankfully. But, I mean, Damian Lillard has been out forever. I don't know what this team's upside is. I think our team is more upside than them this year. So I think he'd want to come here. Um, that's for the podcast. Thank you guys for listening. That was a really nice win yesterday, and we're hoping to keep it up. We are on a two-game win streak, 
and let's try to make it three against the Warriors. Peace out.